Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. this year. As a family, we strive to build intentional Christ-centered relationships with those around us. We tend to do life with our neighbors and people that God has put in front of us in our lives. Cooking Thai food together, building relationships, providing counseling to those who are in need. Well, if you've been around here for any length of time, you know that our church takes missions very, very seriously. We believe in it from the very core of who we are, and we believe that it's our job to take the gospel to the entire world. We've got dozens of partners all across the world, many of whom have come right out of our church. People that that sat in seats just like you're sitting in this morning that felt God's call on their life uh, to uproot their family and go across the world. We have... uh, the gospel being shared with, uh, with Muslims, with Buddhists, with Hindu, many in the post-Christian world. We have planted churches uh, here in the United States and in other countries, and we have local partnerships. As a matter of fact, dozens of local partnerships that we, uh, that we support, that are feeding the hungry, that are housing the homeless. We do medical clinics for, uh, for, for those that can't afford uh, medicine. And every single year, Our church will give away, as a whole, will give away over a million dollars to mission causes. And so I say all that to say missions is, you're saying, why why is Meridale? And the reason is because we believe, according to scripture, the name of Christ is to her for Christ. The Bible ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Other rooms on our campuses, God will call to go across the ocean to another country. And some of you in here, God's just kind of knocking on your heart's door saying, I don't want you to go across the ocean. I just want you to walk across the street and talk to your neighbor. Some will leave here and go to other countries, but that leaves others of us that are to stay behind and support those that are going. So in one way or another, every single one of us are called to be involved in missions. I want you to turn your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter uh, number five or your smartphone or tablet or whatever you have. It's there on your notes for you this morning. But in 2 Corinthians chapter five, we're gonna see what the apostle Paul, how he explains to us that each one of us are called to be on mission, but each one of us are called to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Look at the passage together. Second Corinthians chapter five, begin reading in verse number 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, in Christ means that you've taken that step of faith. You've stepped across the line to say, I want to be a follower of Jesus. I'm all in. I want Jesus to be my Lord, my savior, my ruler, my controller. I'm in Christ. If a person is in Christ, what is he? He's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. 
All this is from God who reconciled to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So God has, through his son, Jesus Christ, he reconciled. See, all of us were separated from God because of our sin. And God, through his son, Jesus, reconciled us to himself. And now scripture says he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he's committed to us the message of what? The message, there it is again, of reconciliation. We're therefore what? We're Christ ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ, had no sin to be sinlessness of God. Now those verses right there, impact with the call to mercies. Every single person in the, an ambassador for Christ. We're all, this passage, we see three things that the Apostle Paul tells us of what it looks like or what should be evident in the life of a person that's been called to be an ambassador for Christ. So I'm gonna go through them this morning. They're there on your notes for you. The first one is this. If you're going to be an ambassador for Christ, you must be a changed messenger. A changed messenger. There has to have been a change in you. We say that when a a person becomes a follower of Jesus, when a person steps across that line of faith and says, okay, I'm all in. I'm following Jesus with my life. When a person does that, we say that that person has been converted or that person has been saved or that person has had a change and, and there's, a, there's a before, there's an after Christ. Notice what Paul says in verse 17. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone the new has come. What is he saying? When you are in Christ, when you become a follower of Jesus, you're a new creation. You're not just a fixed up, patched up band-aid on your old self. No, you're a new creation. You're a brand new person in Christ. You're a new creation. So what that means is if you've truly, listen to me, if you've truly surrendered your life to Jesus, there should have been a change in your life. I was 11 years old when I professed my faith in Jesus, when I chose to make Jesus the Lord, the ruler, the savior of my life. I I knelt down next to my bed with my mom and my dad and I prayed a very simple prayer and I asked Jesus to save me, to forgive me of my sin, to come into my heart and he did. And the Bible says that on that day, that day that I made that decision, I became a new creation. The old has passed and the new had come. Now, let me ask you this morning, can you remember a time in your life, a specific time in your life where you did that? Your ruler, your savior, a new beginning, a new, do you you know what the the biggest, Jesus, it's not Jesus. It's not even so much what we say we believe. And most of the time, it's not even so much what we say we believe. You know why so many people say they choose not to follow Jesus? It's because of what they see in the lives of people that call themselves Christians. Because we, we say one thing and we live another and we live as hypocrites. And when people see us, they say that there's not really that much difference in you and me. So why should I give up what I'm doing to follow Jesus? I'm the, the type of person that if I go to a restaurant and I have a bad experience the first time, I very rarely go back. If I've had a bad food or bad service or the place was dirty, uh, I just, I typically don't give the restaurant an opportunity to ruin a second dinner in a row. You know know what I'm saying? I, I just don't typically do that. 
But every once in a while, I'll have had a bad experience and I'll drive back by the place and I'll see a sign that says under new management. And when I see the under new management, sometimes I'll say, maybe I'll give them another shot. Maybe they've changed. Maybe they're different now. Maybe the new manager has fixed things and changed things and I'll, I'll give them another shot. And when I think of that, I think every Christian should wear a sign around their neck that says under new management. We should. Because when we become followers of Jesus, we're now under new management. As a matter of fact, I saw a t-shirt online. It said this, baptized under new management. See Christ for details. I thought that was great. I'm under new management. Now, now that I'm a follower of Jesus, I don't do my own thing anymore. I don't make my own decisions anymore. I don't follow my own desires anymore. I'm under new management. So see Jesus for details. What happens in our life when we're changed? Well, we have a new purpose. We have a new attitude. Scripture says us that, that we have now a new nature that's pulling us in a different direction. But can I tell you what, what's killing us? Way too many of us, please hear lives. We really have. And, and our, 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 our relationship, we're at church. And, it and our faith in the, the, the relationship. And it hasn't bled over into our wallet. And it hasn't bled over into our job and the way that we see our neighbors. And too many times we're... We're just unmoved by our faith because we've compartmentalized our life. This is, you know, the, the hour that I do on Sunday morning. That's my God time. And then I got my work time. I got my family time. I got my recreation time. And, and they just don't bleed over into each other. We come to church on Sunday and we smile and we try to act like everything's great. And we say, yeah, Jesus is great. He's, my, he's awesome. He's my best friend. I can sing the songs on Sunday. But our, our lives during the week, they, they don't look much different than the, the average middle-class moral American. And we wonder why we don't see God move in our world. It's because we needed to be changed by God first. And if we're going to make a difference in our world, then you and I have to be a changed messenger first. It's got to begin in us. And we must first be changed by the gospel ourselves if we're going to be an ambassador. Here's the second thing. We're a changed messenger, but... Then we have a clear mission. Paul talks about that here. Not only, if you're going to be an ambassador, not only do you have to be changed by the gospel yourself, but you have a very clear mission. I had a, um, a G.I. Joe toy when I was a kid. And you would pull the back string on his back and he would say, I have a tough assignment for you. And I can remember pulling that and I remember playing with my G.I. Joe and watching the G.I. Joe cartoon because he had, he's got a mess. Every one of us have been called to missions and fulfilled lives. It's in, in a clear message for you to deliver. The kingdom of God is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. That's the changed life. You and I have, must be changed messengers. That's what happened. 
But we're not changed. Listen, we're not changed just so that we can come to church, sit in rows, watch the show week after week, and walk out. We're changed for so much more than that. We're changed because we're called to a ministry. Look at verse number 18. And he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. God has reconciled you to himself through Jesus Christ. And now he's given you the ministry of reconciliation to bring others to Jesus himself. You're called into that. You're called to be a minister. As a matter of fact, look at the person next to you and say, you're called to be a minister. Every one of us. We're all in this together. It's not just the Lawsons. It's not just the people at the other campuses that are sharing today. Every single one of us are called to this. We get reconciled with God first. We're called to be on missions with him in ministry. And when we do that by being his ambassador, look what happens in verse number 20. Says we are therefore Christ ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Powerful stuff. God is making, listen, God is making his appeal to the world through you. God is making his appeal to the world through me because we're all his ambassadors. When I was in high school, I was chosen one year to serve as an ambassador for my high school. We got these blue blazers and we had to wear a green tie, white shirt, khaki pants. And we would go and we would be an ambassador for our school. You say, well, what is an ambassador does? You see, the, the United States has different countries from Afghanistan all the way to Zimbabwe. An ambassador seems loyal to and speaks for his homeland. That's what we are for Christ. We go and we live in a foreign country and we stay loyal to that country, but we're speaking on behalf of the country that we come from. This is a perfect description. Hear me this morning. This world is not our home as followers of Jesus. I live in America, but my citizenship is to the kingdom of God. Your address today may be Chattanooga or Ottawa or Appison or Harrison, but your real home is in heaven. Joe Biden may be the president of the United States, but Jesus is our king. And somehow we have forgotten, we've gotten so accustomed to this world, we've forgotten that heaven is our home. We're in a foreign land and we're called to represent Jesus here in this world. So when you play outside with your kids, you're not just playing outside. Go be an ambassador to your neighbors. You're, 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 this reconciliation, listen, this, this ministry of reconciliation should bleed over into everything you do. When you go to the coffee shop, get to know the, the person, the barista that's serving you your, your coffee. Get to know their name and be an ambassador. If you go to the gym, talk to people, be in, 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 in relationships with people and be an ambassador. If your kids play soccer or little league, when everybody else is screaming at the refs and telling their kid to hit a home run or score a goal, you be Jesus to the other parents that are there. We're called to be ambassadors. And we've been reconciled to God 
And we're to be agents of reconciliation. We're being called to be on mission. So we're Christ's ambassadors. So as Christ's ambassadors, what are we going to talk about? Telling message. That Paul, I want you to follow it. We've been reconciled to God. God has reconciled us to himself. That's of reconciliation. And then we've been called to the ministry of reconciliation. That's us representing Jesus. He said it's like God's making his appeal to the world through us. That's the next step. I've been changed. I've got a mission. And then now I have, I've got a message to share to a broken world. Look what he says in verse number 19. God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ not counting men's sins against them and has committed to us the message of reconciliation. The message of reconciliation is what? It's the gospel. It's the good news. That's the message that God has given to us to make his appeal to the world. There's a tool that we use here at at, uh, Silverdale in our discipleship program called the Three Circles. When you leave today, there is a, uh, there's a little sticker that you can get on your way out that represents the three circles. And, and, and many people have taken these. They stick them on their phones. They stick them on, a, on, on an iPad or wherever so people can see them. But it's an incredible tool to share the gospel. I want you to see a video real quick of some people doing the three circles and how simple it is to share the gospel. Check this out. Circles before? Has anyone ever shared the three circles with you? Before. No. So this is the first circle. So this represents the world that's broken. All of us live in a broken world. You only have to turn on the news and see... Suffering, death. War, sickness. Rape, disease, it's everywhere, right? But you know, God didn't actually create the world to be like this full of brokenness, eh? Here's the second circle. This circle represents God's perfect design. God's perfect design was a world without brokenness. A world full of love. Full of joy and peace and unity. But what we did was... We sin. Sin could be anything from lying to murder. murder. So like, just like normal lying or like hard lying? And what sin did, it separated us. Try all kinds of different things to get out of. Uh, Or money. Smoking. Exactly, good example. But it does. Snapped straight back into brokenness. From God, and that means that that's eternal separation. Yes. What God did was, he didn't want to leave us in that place. God loved us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. Jesus was God. So he had no sin. And when he died and rose again, he actually took on all of our sin and cancelled it like he crushed it. He said if we would turn away from our sin and believe in Jesus and make Jesus the Lord of our life, we become restored. restored back into God's original design. And you become a new creation, a new person in Christ. And will restore us back into relationship with Him. So there's only two kinds of people in this world. People that are in brokenness or God's perfect design. Where would you see yourself? Probably right there, to be honest. Did you see it? I'm not sure. Love? Brokenness? The boundary stage. <laughs> yeah, the same. And where would, would you, you like, like to So where be? would you like to be? You'd like to be here? Yeah. Yeah. So here? So is there anything that's stopping you? From turning and, and believing in Jesus? And allow Him to be Lord and King of your life? Stubbornness? Probably not. Probably we, to be honest. Nothing's mm-hmm. stopping me. 
You know the awesome news about Jesus? He is the only way out. If you try to clean yourself up before coming to Jesus, it's like trying to get clean before you take a shower. Oh, see, so yeah. Is there anything stopping you? That's the message. And there's these stickers on your way out that you can grab one of these. There's links on your, on your worship guide to show you where you can go see that video again. A very, very simple tool that you can use to take the message that God's given us to the world. I want you to look at 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. It says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become, that God took all of our shame. Jesus bear that on us, carry our sin. He, it says to be sin, but have all the rot, all the filth, all the sin, Jesus. And all the wrath that God had been holding back for years, for centuries, was suddenly laid on Jesus in full force on the cross. And though Jesus was not a sinner, God treated him like a sinner so that Jesus, so that God could treat us like the sinless Jesus. I don't know about you, but, but I can't even make my mind fathom the full enormity of what it would be for Jesus to carry the sin the entire world. When I was a kid, we had some woods behind our house and there was a creek that ran through the woods. The banks of the creek were pretty high in some places and there was a place in the creek where the water had gotten diverted and the water just became stagnant and still. There's a picture that's gonna come up and it's, that's not it, but it looks similar to that. And my buddy Paul and I in the neighborhood, we would go and we'd throw rocks into that and it was just nasty. I mean, the, the frogs and the lizards and they, they avoided it, it was that bad. But we decided one day we were gonna try to jump over it and we both jumped over it to the other side and we started calling it the man test for any other kids in the neighborhood that wanted to do it. It was the man test. Could you jump over it? Well, my best friend Robert from school, he came over one day and so Paul and I said to Robert, do you wanna take the man test? He said, I'll take the man test, whatever. So Robert goes running and he jumps. And he's about two feet shy of making it to the other side and he falls right in there. The problem we hadn't counted for was it was so deep it went in over his head. And he comes up with that green slime and yuck and everything all over him. It was disgusting. I mean, he was spitting it up out of his mouth. And he comes up gagging, just disgusted. And it was horrible. It was, it was terrible. I mean, even when just that bad, just that disgusting hand sanitizer. It was terrible. And I, I still have that. that now, come happened to Robert, but multiplies God so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. When you understand the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross to carry the sin of the entire world. How could we not share that? That's the message that's captured the heart of our missionaries, of our world partners, that's caused them to uproot and go to the other parts of the world. So what are some ways that you and I can get involved in missions? Look at the bottom of your outline. Not all of us can sell our house and sell our goods and move but we can all be involved. And I want you to 
Take the bottom portion of your worship guide and I want you to tear it off because I, I want to know and I want you to know that you can be involved. The first thing that you can do is you can pray and you can mark that there. You can check that box. You can fill in that circle. But all of us can say, you know what? I, I can pray. I can pray for our missionaries. I can pray that God will give them safety and health and provide for them. I, I'm, I'm willing to do that. I can help. I can pray in that way. Another thing that you can do is the second thing you notice there is you can go. You can engage in some sort of mission work, either here locally or globally. Maybe you can get together with your small group and you can do a service project here in this area. Maybe you can go on a foreign mission trip. But you would check that and say, I, I want to do something. I, I can pray, yes, but I, I want to do something. I want to be involved in some sort of service project, mission work here or globally. Maybe you would check that next one that says continuing the conversation for next steps. Maybe you say, I think maybe God is calling me to full-time missions. Maybe God wants my life in that way. Maybe that's you. Hey, God's calling me. Just like this, that marked that box. Is that I, I don't, you can mark that. Those things, but I can also give. And you can give so that other that we have with our missionaries, it, it, it takes money to send people around the world. It takes money to send people on short-term mission trips. It takes money to invest in the lives of people. Our church has over 50 missions partners, both locally and around the world, that we have committed to support. And every time you give money, just even your ties, a portion of that goes to missions. But also we have what we call our faith commitment offering. And that's what I'm asking you to commit to today. And it's a faith commitment basically meaning this. If, if you mark on there and say, I, I plan to give to missions, it's by faith. We're not coming to your house. We're not going to knock on your door and say, hey, where's the money? It, nothing like that. This is you saying, you know what, I want to put missions into my budget. Maybe rather than one time a month us going out for a big dinner, we just won't do that. We'll eat at home and we'll give to missions, but we want to put this in our budget. Now, I've got some good news and some bad news about missions giving. The good news is this. We already have all of the money that we need to support our missionaries. The bad news is still in your pocket. So this is what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to make a faith commitment. You can choose any one of these boxes. You can write something else in there. You can say, I'll give $5 a month, $5 a week. You can mark whatever it is you feel like God has led you to do. But I want us as a church to financially decide, hey, we're going to make this a part of our personal budget to make a difference in missions. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a six-week sermon series called Jesus in the Midst. John chapter 13 and 14 record Jesus's final words to his disciples in the upper room. They are about to enter the darkest moment in history, and Jesus shares with them the essentials of what they need to walk through them. You know, the things they needed in the midst of their darkest hour are the same things we need in ours. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. Lastly, there are so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing at Silverdale. 
We really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on all our different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.